For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! It's a snap. He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught! Hey, that's great football now! 35-40, down the far sideline. We got to fly, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's hey, go! go. It's the Seahawks podcast. I'm actor Brett Davern, and he is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. Ready to do the show? Absolutely, brother. All right, man. On this episode, we're going to talk about Cam Newton being a Patriot. We'll also go over some other uh, legendary athletes and sort of who spent a lot of their careers with one team and then switched to other teams at the end. And you might have forgotten about some or whatever, but we'll discuss. Also, there's a brand new collegiate sport. It's women's flag football. Our quarterback, Russell Wilson, is heavily involved in that, and we'll tell you all about that. But right now, Lofa, I think it bears mentioning that uh, while the show has been off for a few weeks, and we've also been talking about the issues currently facing the world and the current events in terms of Black Lives Matter, but also COVID-19 and everything, uh, that while we sort of here on the show uh, get to our new normal instead of saying back to normal. Uh, we kind of get to our new normal here around the show. Um, while even though we're talking sports and football, we're always keeping an eye on what's going on out there and remaining socially conscious. And you know, when something demands our attention, we'll definitely be speaking about it on here. Hopefully, the new normal is more peace, uh, love, and and happiness, man. Uh, that's what that's what I'm praying for. I couldn't agree more. Let's get to some NFL stuff then, though, right off the bat, because Cam Newton, former quarterback of the Carolina Panthers and uh, a lot of great games against the Seahawks over the years when he was with the Panthers and took the Panthers to the Super Bowl, of course, against Peyton Manning and the Broncos a couple years ago. Uh, He's now a New England Patriot, signed with the Patriots. I told you uh, Bill would have a plan. Um, (laughs) And, of course, you know, everybody's – Counting the Patriots out. They got a new quarterback uh, in Stidham or Hoyer, whoever they were going to play. And then, you know, he goes and, and signs Cam um, to, you know, a value deal is what it looks like. on A the very surface. savvy deal. Yeah. Right? A, a franchise friendly deal for sure. Well, I mean, okay. And then think about that. Okay. As long as Cam's healthy, he's an MVP caliber player. That's Absolutely. how talent. Exactly. That's how talented he is. So just think about this twofold. One, what he does for your organization from a leadership standpoint and, and, you know, the um, athleticism that he's bringing to the field. Uh, and then next year, you know, because Cam's not going to be done playing if he's healthy, mm-hmm. uh, they're either going to sign him, you know, to a long-term deal or they'll get that uh, compensatory pick. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you get, I just, uh, man, you know, 
he always, he always has a plan over there. And uh, well, and Cam, you know, he didn't play a lot last year, you know, due to injury, but that can also mean that he's a bit fresher and everything. So there's nothing, there's no reason to think that this isn't going to work out well if he's, you know, even close to the player that he's always been because he's absolutely, you know, and I mean, he, you know, one of the most feared competitors that there, there's ever been at, at every level. He won a national championship or he won a championship, um, you know, with Florida and then Juco came back and, you know, did it in Auburn. And so I don't know, man, like, you know, knock on wood is <laughs> we don't have to see him. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, he's a winner and, uh, he didn't need any more motivation. And, um, you know, I, I think I saw an article was it yesterday or today, saying that, you know, it's, it's about respect. And I mean, that's what, you know, you always play for. And, um, you know, he's, if, if he needed a reason, he's got a chip on his shoulder now. So, um, you know, we're going to see the very best of him as long as he's healthy. I love, you know, shipping off a seventh round quarterback to pick up a quarterback that was drafted number one overall. (laughs) Yeah. Both. I mean, both of those guys, man, they, you know, they're, they're competitors and, uh, I, I don't know. Yes, yeah, some would say, you know, uh, that they might have won in this situation uh, in, in terms of what they're able to put around Cam, probably with the cap that they, they saved in, in letting Tom go to to Tampa. Uh, yeah. So, well, you know, we'll see. If you had a draft to do over again, we always talk about that, right? Like with Russell Wilson, like if you did that draft over again, he'd probably go number one overall or whatever. If you were just doing a draft of quarterbacks, and I guess we could say in their prime, would you take Tom Brady over Cam Newton anyway in that situation? Or um, would you take Cam over Tom just because of all the physical attributes that come along with Cam? It, it's tough. And I mean, I, I've always been, you know, for as much praise as I got in my career um, for, for playing well, it's all about the team that you're with and also, um, you know, the organization and, you know, how they help you. It, this is where we will find out, right? Because everybody say, oh, well, um, you know, Bill didn't need Tom and Tom didn't need Bill. We're going to see how they do without each other. But, uh, you know, Bill just got Cam. And, you know, if, he, if he's a healthy Cam, like I keep going back to, it's sky's the limit for, for what's going to happen. Man, the Patriots just always seem – to be making those really just savvy moves, whether it's in the draft or through free agency, they just always are able to seemingly sign the right guy at the right time for the right deal that helps them. They're always kind of thinking franchise first. It's incredible what they're doing over there. Uh, But, uh, and then think back, we talk about, you know, Bill and Tom, think back to 2009, eight or nine season. I think it might've been 2008 when Tom got hurt. They still went ten and five, or, or, or ten and six, or eleven and five with uh, with my boy Castle. Yeah, and won a lot of the, games years later with Jacoby Brissett too. Yeah, um, I, I, I like Brissett. Yeah, oh yeah. And Jimmy G didn't lose a game, right? It was right. like five and zero, oh, um, right? Sure, four and zero. Oh. So um, you know, I'm never not going to take anything away from Tom. You know, you know, one of the greatest of all time. You know, it's uh, it's debatable for everybody else who's a San Francisco 49er fan if it's him or, or Joe Montana for yeah. the GOAT all the time. But he's got the most rings. He's been the most times. And uh, but they, there's something to say about, you know, what they've done, you know, without him. Well, so, isn't isn't this debate, though? I mean, isn't there 
Look, isn't there the potential here, though, for this debate about Tom Brady being the greatest of all time to really evolve over the next few years if he goes down to Tampa Bay and, I don't know, is quote-unquote unsuccessful, whatever that looks like, but it doesn't really go well, and Cam Newton goes right up there to New England and then maybe just continues to have the same amount of success that Tom Brady always had, then doesn't that conversation around Tom start to shift over the next few years? Or no, his legacy is already cemented. It's fine. I mean, his legacy is cemented. He he goes down there and he, you know, I don't see even if they don't do well in Tampa, how he could, you know, hurt his his legacy. Well, but what if Cam's like crushing said, it if, up in if, New England at the same time? Cam, if, <laughs> absolutely. That's what I'm saying. If if Cam does go up there and they have the same level of success, I'm talking, you know, level of success for them is at least one or two Super Bowls in the next four or five years. <laughs> I know. So that their, their is bar is pretty scary high. to think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, you know, if if that happens, I don't know. Then then there's a conversation of who needed who more in terms of Bill and, and Tom and. I think it, you know, it starts to swing in the direction of, you know, in Bill's favor. What do you think Tom was thinking when he read the headline that the Patriots signed Cam Newton? Uh, you know, a guy like Tom, who again, one of the best competitors of all time, they they don't listen to noise, and mm-hmm. um, you know that, you know, dwelling or thinking about, you know, your former team, that's you know not that's not going to get you anywhere. He he he's not going to use it as motivation or fuel. Um, you know, you don't think his shoulders dropped a little bit, you know, not really like, you don't think there's a little bit of him that just goes, well, as long as it's Jared Stidham for the next three years, I think I'll be all right. Oh no. They just signed Cam Newton. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just a brief momentary, like, uh. if anything, you know, I think Tom's Glad that Cam didn't end up back in Carolina, even though, I mean, Carolina did well, sign, what, Teddy? But, They'd have to sign him or play him twice a year, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the, the, anything, they did him a favor, you know. Um, he already has his, his work <laughs> oh, cut no. out for him in that in that South, in the, right. uh, the NFC South, man. It's, uh, you know, they got a bunch of good quarterbacks over there. Yeah. Taking one of the league's MVPs of the last five years away from, from Carolina was, was good. And uh, it was probably more... He was probably excited about that. Well, sticking with some football news here, last month, the NAIA, so the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, um, and the NFL, and uh, something called Reigning Champs Experiences, or RCX, partnered to make the women's, uh, fl- or partnered to make women's flag football a collegiate sport. And just the other day, uh, the NFL announced that 15 colleges have already committed to starting the programs. The new sport will create new full scholarship opportunities for women um, who will begin to compete in the sport collegiately in the spring of 2021. And then locally up there in Seattle, there's a connection because our quarterback, Russell Wilson, was recently named the chairman of the NFL flag uh, program or the NFL's portion of of that uh, that kind of uh, coalition that came together there. So uh, I think this is really cool. If 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 not for nothing more than opening up more scholarship opportunities and more education opportunities, and and obviously uh, taking more steps towards equality for all and and all of the good things that come along with that. But 
uh, this is pretty cool. And the fact that there's a local component with our guy up there is uh, cool as well. Russ, uh, WrestleMania just always making magic happen. It's it's incredible. You're seeing more and more women get involved in, in the sport of football. Um, several teams, they have... Uh, women on their staff, whether you do coaching or in the scouting, you know, uh, roles. So at the front office. So um, I think this involvement is great for the sport. Great, great for, for women everywhere that love football. And, um, you know, it could lead to just, you know, more jobs down the road in terms of, um, you know, women that, you know, want to get their foot in the door and, and you know, coach or, or any aspect, you know, because it's, Man, it's one of the greatest games out there, and so I'm, I'm happy to see this. How how soon do you think we'll see a female in the NFL playing? Playing in, in the NFL? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm just looking it up right now. To date, there's really only been one woman who's ever like truly attempted to join the NFL. Her name was Lauren Sybil. Uh, Silber, Silberman. Oh, it's a hard last name. Sorry. Silberman, uh, who received a tryout to the scouting combine in 2013, although never played a game and uh, apparently didn't do so well at the tryout. So it, it didn't, it didn't go so well, but she got invited to the combine nonetheless. Well, uh, you know, I, there's several women uh, or girls when, when they were younger that played, you know, um, football uh, at, at the contact uh, level, and mm-hmm. um, you know, you start something like that because you believe there's a there's a, a want or a need for for that sport, right? And yeah. um, so it creates that opportunity going forward. And because I tell you what, I never would have dreamed of playing in the NFL, honestly, if I didn't see my dad do it. Or, you know, if I didn't have someone in my house that, um, like like we told when we talked to Softy, I was like, you know, had I not seen that, you know, how it's done you know, and all the work that goes into it, I might not have ever dreamed of going through it. But uh, so, it, you know, it starts with that vision. And, it, you know, if, um, if if there's leagues and, you know, a contact league comes of it, then there's more opportunity for a chance to be had. Absolutely. Representation is so important and it can lead to some real inspiration. And who knows, you know, generations and decades down the line, the kinds of things that it can lead to in, in a positive way. So yes. let's talk about legendary athletes and people throughout history who are probably known best for playing for one team predominantly, but who might have sort of quietly in a lot of cases, or maybe not, finished their careers with other teams. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. What you got? Well, so for instance, like not in the world of football, you got Babe Ruth. Okay. You think of the great Bambino, you think of the New York Yankees, you know, um, I mean, he started out with the Boston Red Sox, but then was, you know, had, had all the glory years with the New York Yankees, but finished his career back in Boston with the Boston Braves of the National League. Yeah, it was a one. little before my time. And was we, it? We, you don't we remember? Like for, we like to forget about his time with the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Willie Mays? Willie Mays, known for being a New York and San Francisco giant, but finished up his career with the Mets and even played in the World Series with the Mets. Yeah. I mean, one that comes to mind, you know, the kid, Ken Griffey. Um, oh, yeah. Man, you know, I mean, all growing up, I even practiced that lefty swing, you know, just, just to, you know, be like him. That was my favorite Spun player. Spun your hat around backwards? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know? um, yeah. And, you know, he, he didn't uh, finish with, uh, ultimately did, right? I think it, he, he came, came back, back for one, for one year. year. Yeah. But yeah. when he left here, did he, where did he go, Cincinnati? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cincinnati Reds. How many, when a, t- when a player switches teams, 
But like with with Griffey, he played for the Reds for so long. It's not exactly half and half, but there were a lot of Reds years. You know what I mean? Was it really? Yeah. uh, Yeah. There's quite a few. I mean, there were more Reds years with Griffey than there were Mariners years for Goose Gossage. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or how about Patrick Ewing playing for the Sonics, keeping it local? Wow. I don't even remember that one. Really? I know. I know. It looks really weird. If you Google image search uh, Patrick Ewing in a Sonics uniform, it it looks strange after all those years with the Knicks, of course. And then, you know, Michael Jordan, I mean, he had those years with the Wizards Mm -hmm. after being a bull for so long. And you know what? I looked up his stats with the Wizards. For the the two seasons that he played with the Wizards, he played in over 60 games in both seasons and averaged 20 points. Yeah, he was still legit. I mean, I oh I, yeah, I, I forget. I, I can't stand how people are like ah, oh, you know, I was him with the Wizards. It's like, yeah, he didn't have no help, and no, <laughs> you know, he was still, still lighting doing it up. It. Yeah. yeah, in the in the Jordan documentary, they don't even mention the Wizards at all. Like, even in the ending credits, they don't even put up a like. By the way, he came back and played for the Wizards and crushed it. And I was kind of disappointed that they didn't point that out because he he. It's not like he wasn't good. He was still. Yeah. He just he wasn't Michael Jordan good, but he was NBA really good. Yeah, he was I mean, up until like a few years ago, I think he was still in their top ten all time in scoring. <laughs> he only played two years there. That's crazy. So I mean That's crazy. It's pretty decent, huh? Ah, oh, amazing. Wow, you're right. I didn't know Griffey. It was just as long, just as many years with the Reds. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So let's go to football. And then you know how we like to build Mount Rushmore's on this show. So I'll give you some football names and, and who they were with and then who they went to. And we should pick out the four that are, I don't know, either the four that made it successfully the most with the other team or the four that are just the most ridiculous. I don't know how you want to do this, but uh, what, well, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. So what, yeah. <laughs> Here, so, you want to know who I got? I want to know who you got. That's what All you right. Joe Namath, uh-huh. the Jets, the guarantee. You know, we all know him in a Jets uniform, but he played for the Los Angeles Rams at the end of his career. Okay. Johnny Unitas, the Colts, also was a Charger at the end of his career. Wow, you're going way back, huh? Well, don't worry. I'm getting more recent as we go <laughs> okay. along. Franco Harris. Okay. The Immaculate Reception, you know, the... The Pittsburgh Steeler, legendary Pittsburgh Steeler. Well, he was a Seahawk at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana, 49ers, then a Chief. Yeah, I remember that when I was a mm-hmm. kid. Wow. Well, how about uh, the guy he used to throw to all the time, Jerry Rice? And then Brett Favre, Packers, Jets, Vikings at the end. Peyton Manning, Colts, and then the Broncos. And then, of course, there's uh, Tom Brady right now with what mm-hmm. he's doing with the Buccaneers. I mean... Where do you want to go with which one do you think is the weirdest one? I would say Peyton's was Peyton Manning was the weirdest in terms of that was, you know, a guy first overall pick that just, mm-hmm. I mean, he, if there was ever a case for an MVP year, it was the year that he didn't play and they ended up with the number one pick that following year. Yeah. Uh, right. Cause they, he had a string of 10 or 11 straight years of um, either 10 win seasons or something like that. It was insane. And the one year that he sits out, it was right off of a playoff year that they had. Uh, the Colts ended up with the number one pick overall. How how his was weird was that he went to Denver and in those first couple of years 
they set new record highs, like just <laughs> right away offensive records, right? Yeah. And then um, they lost in the Super Bowl to the Hawks. And then the next year, or was it, it was two years later when they went back against Carolina, right? And uh, uh, yeah, two years later, yep. Yeah, and uh, it was it was him and Osweiler going back and forth for like all through up to the playoffs in terms of who they were starting and who was you know playing. So it was that was the weirdest in terms of successfully did it because I mean he set records that have never you know made before and then ultimately left there with another ring. So yeah, that for would be me, the weirdest one for me. For me, the weirdest one in terms of seeing him in another uniform after seeing him in th- the same uniform for so long was Jerry Rice. Jerry, I was yeah, yeah I was gonna Just, go Joe with that one. Growing up, well, yeah, that's true too. Because growing up, you know, the 49ers were just so dominant all the time or were so recently that it was all the film and, you know, all those touchdown catches for Jerry Rice. He just looked so perfect in the 49ers uniforms, even though, you know, I have no love for the 49ers. But um, <laughs> but then seeing him in a Seahawk uniform was just so strange. And then how they like unretired Largent's jersey so that he could wear that, and which was cool. But, and, and it was, it was, cool that he was a Seahawk for a second, but it just always looked strange. Yeah. No, you know, it's still, it's still strange seeing uh Sherm and, and Earl in different uniforms. You know? I know. See, like, that was kind of my question for like with Griffey, like how long, if Sherman is a 49er, does he then just become both in our mind? Yeah. Or I Earl, mean, you know, there's still Hawks to me in, in my yeah. mind. I mean, yeah. both, you know, right there on the, you know, knocking on the door of Hall of Fame. So yeah, for sure. With with, I don't know. Maybe they play another seven years, uh, but you know, odds are they don't. You know, four or five probably, right? Um, and that means the majority of their quality viewers, you know, were were here. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens when they when they do go into the hall. Well, if, and especially uh, with Sherman right now because he was just—I mean, they just played in the Super Bowl again, so mm-hmm. he's already been back with another team. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. However, you know, you remember they choked that away. Remember that? <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> that game. I still have nightmares of my game. Don't remind <laughs> me. <laughs> um, let's see. What about what about Reggie White? Oh yeah, right. Because yeah, we're talking about one of the greatest players of you know, all time. And, sure. uh, you know, a lot of people, Philly, right? I guarantee yeah, Philly, Philly. And then over to the Packers. Yeah. I guarantee you Philly's like, no, nah, man, that's our guy, you know, right. but, uh, you know, he goes over to the Packers and that big, you know, free agency. One of the first times, you know, people were moving in free agency. Right. And, uh, you know, got, got paid and, and brought them a championship. It's going to be really weird to see Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. It's oh, going to look yeah. strange. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna take a second to get over that one. Brett Favre in a in a Jets uniform looked weird at first too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to pick four here. I'm gonna put Jerry Rice up there. You wanted to put Peyton up there for sure. Um, I don't know what else was weird. Franco Harris was a weird one. <laughs> I think <laughs> strange. And then uh, we could go Joe Montana there, if you yeah, want. Are there, are there yeah, good else enough. I don't know. There's got to be more we're missing. If we're missing any, email us, seahawkspod at gmail.com. There you go. Or you could hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at seahawkspod. Um, But for now, Lofa, 
This has been the Seahawks Podcast. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for sticking with us through these past few weeks. And uh, with training camp starting up soon, hopefully there'll be more football to talk about in the next uh, few weeks ahead. Uh, but uh, for now, Lofa, you want to break us down? Okay. Oh, yeah. We got Hawks on three. We going back? Going back to the uh, old faithful? Whatever you want. All right. Don't mess up the time. I don't know if you're just messing with me or it's my headphones. I got to get some new headphones. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Uh, I messed that up. I said Hawks on three. I was just trying to see if you were paying attention. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.